Welcome to Basecamp for Men. I'm your host, Tony Rezac. This is the show that gives you insights and resources on how to live a more courageous life. We'll be looking at men, the current state of masculinity, and how to create a more inspiring narrative for all men. Welcome and let's get started. Well, as you can probably tell by now, I am attracted to people who are leaning into the mystery, so to speak. I think that mystics I've had on the show are some of the best guests and make some of the best episodes. And this list includes, among others, Paul Dunyon, who's coming back on next week, Anne Baring, Champ Perina, Chris Pallas, Sally Kempton, Howard Ferguson, Janelle Hartman, Lisa Rezac, Ben Tobias, as well as my guest today. I like to be in dialogue with mystically inclined people. I find their depth of seeing to be reassuring to my own path. And by taking the long view, mystics always seem to be optimists. Indeed, most mystics can barely contain their excitement for the awakening that is unfolding. And I find this characteristic to be very attractive. What a time to be alive right now. The old corrupt systems seem to be in full collapse. Are you sensing this? The political, media, and financial narratives are in near free fall as humanity continues to wake up. What sort of structures and systems will we create in this place? As we better understand consciousness and how it molds perceptual reality, how will we partner with one another to envision and then manifest what we're able to see for ourselves? This is the excitement of our times. And I can see bad news just as much as the next person. However, I am not building the future with any of these depressing tidbits. I am choosing a higher road for this task with more elevated material, and I hope you can see the wisdom in this. We are here to help one another see the faint trail that will take us higher, and everyone is finding their way right now. I met my guest today more than a decade ago, but her influence in my life has been substantial. I count her among my many important teachers, someone who walked the talk long before I was able to. Her commitment to humanity is something I hold as a model for how to better live and serve the greater good. Let's go chat with her about what is going on. My guest today is wisdom teacher Sophie McLean. Sophie has spent decades leading transformational seminars to over 80,000 people around the world, people of all ethnicities, ages, religious, and social backgrounds. And her seminar topics span both the human and metaphysical dimensions and touch on such topics as deconstructing the ego, consciousness, the nature of fear, relationships, the dynamics of the feminine and the masculine, and how to make a difference in the world. Here is my interview with Sophie McLean. All right, I am here with Sophie McLean, workshop leader, thought leader, spiritual warrior, teacher, Sophie McLean. Sophie, welcome back to Basecamp for Men. It's great to have you back on the show. Tony, thank you so much for inviting me back. That is truly a gift. Uh, of course, yeah. I thought of you. I've been I've been thinking of you the past couple months, and so being somebody that's kind of intuitive, I'm like, I'm going to reach out, see where she's at. We haven't heard from her in a while, and find out how you're doing. Um, and it's been a long time. We did an episode together, episode 45, which I titled mm-hmm. Free Yourself from Suffering, which people loved. Uh, I got tons. Oh, of, yeah, I got tons of positive comments on it. It's an excellent episode. And uh, I guess my first question is just what have you been up to? I mean, I think we did episode 45 was a long time ago. We're on episode, you know, 114. Um, wow. So this was pre pandemic when I spoke with you. Um, so I guess how, how have you, how have you, I know it's crazy. How have you been holding up? Like, what have you been up to? Um, you know, what have been the challenges that you faced through this? Um, and yeah, just what, what's just to get a temperature on, on what you've been up to and and how you've been through this. Mm. 
you know, the first thing is it's pre-COVID and post-COVID. We're now going to have this demarcation in our history, right? Yes, yes. Oh. Anyway, so I think, Tony, just to be totally authentic, it's been the best and the worst, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's the same for everybody. So, mm-hmm. so there I was in New York, right? I just settled in New York in September, then everything went crazy in New York in March. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, my dad got sicker. And it was in France, and all the borders were closed. And um, so the the whole, so I have known an aloneness that I had never experienced before. So I'm not saying loneliness because I'm not lonely. I love being with myself and I have a students. And, but aloneness, physical aloneness, to a depth that I never encountered before. Mm. And um, so that is difficult on one side, very difficult to the point where I got two dogs to just be able to have hugs. Yeah. But uh, the other side of it is obviously you have a choice, right? You're either going to elevate or you're going to resist it. Mm-hmm. So it was an opportunity for me to elevate in the most extraordinary way. I underwent a spiritual healing that I had not previously encountered. Or even, you know, when you don't know and you don't know, you don't know, you're yes. not even looking for something. So right, that, right. this is what happened for me. And then on a very personal note, um, I rushed to France and spent six months with my dad before he passed. Mm-hmm. And he did pass. So the last episode you and I had together was about suffering and the option to not suffer. And I was able to just implement that in my life. I had a lot of pain, but no suffering. So do you see that the circumstances of life were very different? Um, And I am so, so ingrained in me that we have a choice. It's not so much the content of our life, but the context that makes a difference. Yeah. So that is a long answer to your no, question. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to hear about your father's passing. Oh, um, it thank was, you. Yeah, it, it was, uh, I imagine it was a blessing. You did get to see him though, right? It wasn't like some, I know some people did not get to their family members because, I, because of the lockdown. I, yeah, such a blessing. I make it. I made it back and stayed there and actually was able to, uh, ease his passing. Mm. It was uh, truly quite extraordinary. I begged him to go. I gave him the courage to go. I promised him it would be okay. And he listened and left his body. And I, I, I'm extremely grateful. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Have, have you, have you uh, seen things in the media that has caused you to kind of say, what in the hell is going on? Like uh, this was like a nearly daily occurrence for, for myself throughout this. Like, I'm like, what are they trying to tell us? Like what is going on? And I noticed this kind of disconnect. I think the Europeans were very hip to 
hey, we've seen this before. We know fascism. Yeah. We know totalitarianism. Yeah. This is starting to smell like that. And you guys got to be careful. And I noticed that the Americans were a little head in the sand, a little bit like, no, we're just, we're just going along with this because it's, you know, it's, it's, it's safe. We're all in this together. Not yeah. at all picking up on, do you understand that there's, there's a power play going on here that you're on that you could perhaps be on the losing end of if you're not careful. But I was, I was in contact with my European friends and they were like, they were seeing it the way I was seeing it. And a lot of my American uh, comrades were like, no, that's not what's going on. I'm like, well, wait a minute. You don't think our rights and liberties are being taken away, but you're in a mask with everybody else that I see at the store. I'm, I'm like the only one not wearing one. Like you're, you're totally going along with it, but you don't think that's strange. Um, so I, I guess I wanted to ask you, like, did you, did you see things that were pretty shocking to you in the past couple of years where you're like, what is, what is happening here that I, it was hard to get your head around almost, you know? Yeah. Well, at first I'm not shocked by very many things, Tony. I've been, you know. <laughs> yeah. You're, because of your life, right? Yeah. 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 Right. So, so I, um, I am, um, how can I say it? I, I know that nobody knows. I've mm -hmm. been staying away from media as much as I can. You know, there is yeah. a very fine line between being totally ignorant mm -hmm. and uh, being depressed <laughs> by yeah, listening exactly. to the media, right? Exactly. Yeah. You, you have to navigate that one. So I pick my newspapers and I, I, you know, I'm very careful about what I read because that is what you feed your mind. Exactly. Right? Yeah. There is so many information you have to choose. So I've, I've exercised my choice a lot. But here is what has uh, kept me sane, is that um, the, the pandemic and has thrown people into survival at a whole new level. Right. So yep. if you don't know something that is the most frightening for your ego, your survival mechanism is uncertainty, not knowing and no control. So I'm not surprised that all by the reaction all the way from you have to mask and inject vaccine into yourself all the way to conspiracy theory. It is just only a survival mechanism because nobody knows really <laughs> what, what, uh, which way things are going. And the frenzy in the media and in the people and the social media is um, all I hear is fear and terror. Yep. So um, that's why I choose, you know, I have compassion. I do not judge anybody, but what kept me sane is, you know, like Socrates says, right? The only thing I know is that I know nothing. Mm -hmm. So my choices are based on what I think is best for the community, not for myself. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Uh, it's, I think, the big lesson of the pandemic that is not learned yet, but... Uh, uh, I think we're on the way to learn it, is that it's either everybody or nobody. Yep. And uh, we're either going to just operate as one or it's going to be worse. Yep. Uh, you know, the virus doesn't know borders, doesn't know colors, doesn't know genders, doesn't, mm -hmm. 
there is a lesson to be learned. So that is my directive for myself. Uh, what great. is the best for the communities? That's great. Or what you call your tribe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's something yeah. that we speak about quite a bit. Is um, how how do we serve the 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 how do we serve humanity right now? Um, mm-hmm. keep, keeping our sort of antennas on the collective more than am I getting what I need? Right, like that's fine mm-hmm. that you're getting what you need, um, but can you set aside your your fight and flight and like you said your survival instincts to take a temperature of what's going on in the meta narrative and can you actually assist in in uplifting the meta narrative and you're you're so good at that with language uh using language as a powerful tool i think that's one of your great gifts is that mm. you teach how to cor- sort of uh contribute to humanity using language and sort of you know, you're so good at seeing where people get stuck in language loops that maybe don't serve the greater good or even serve uh, the individual person. Um, yeah, there is a shadow side to language. Yeah, yeah. there is, uh, you know, like everything in our material plane, there is a duality to it, and nobody teaches the shadow side of language. Uh, the one where, when you name something, you also create what it is not, and you mm. create this duality and opposition. Uh, it's a difficult time, but the main, main, main lesson that I give to my students that is uh, very transformative is to really understand the difference between context and content. Mm. Um, you know, Teilhard de Chardin said to, um, that we are not human being having a spiritual experience. We are spiritual being having a human experience. Mm. So I talk a lot nowadays in my courses about your human. How is your human doing? But that is not who you are. You are your soul having a human. You're not a human having a soul. And that makes an enormous difference. Absolutely. Yeah, that really sets it in a different context for people, I would imagine. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I wanted to ask you, one of the things I'm seeing, uh, both in my personal life a bit, although maybe less so than others, but I'm seeing it a lot. I, I see people posting stuff on social media is this division that, that I'm seeing in families where, you know, you'll have one group that's maybe really pro, you know, get the shot or pro got to wear a mask everywhere. Um, and then you have an, you know, and, and, and sort of really, uh, in fear, uh, mm-hmm. And you have another group that's, I guess they, you know, they call them more cavalier, let's say, or I've heard cautious on one end, cavalier on the other. And the mm-hmm. cavalier ones would be maybe not buying the mask wearing and they don't want to put vaccines in their body. That's not something mm-hmm. that's part of their health, uh, uh, you know, autonomy. And uh, and I, I see that I, I don't have it in my immediate family, thankfully, but I do have it in my extended family. And I guess I just wanted to get your coaching because I know there's a lot of people who are like, my mom is X or my brother is Y, and um, and there's there's some conflict there and some division, and it, it's really cut off affinity. Um, and in friend groups, you know, I've seen that big time where they're like, "Oh, this person's over here, so we just gotta not talk to him or not have dialogue because it's too triggering or frustrating, or I don't want to hear what he or she has to say." So I guess I just, how do we integrate that because? These are wedge issues that have been put forth and they've, I, I see them really dividing families and loved ones. It's really sort of heartbreaking. And what, where's a place that we can stand as people that are committed to one another? 
Tony, I, I, you know me, right? I always answer from the design of human being, right? Mm-hmm. And the source of suffering since the beginning of time mm-hmm. is that we believe our thoughts. You know, so, you know, there is thoughts. We swim in a sea of thoughts. Um, you know, the thought, for example, you should be doing that or you should not be doing that. I am sure somebody in ancient Greece had that thought. Yeah. So there is, a, you know, thoughts, there is not one original thought. It's, 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 it's as if this uh, dimension we operate in with the mind and the brain and the automatic mind um, uh, just spits out thoughts, but the suffering comes when you believe one of them, mm. right? And you notice we just don't believe all of them. Like if somebody tells you their thoughts, you don't believe them uh, automatically. Or when you read a book, you're not going to believe everything you read in the book, right? Right, right, right. But there yeah. are some of our thoughts we're so attached to, we identify with our thinking. Mm. And and then, of course, that creates conflicts and division and uh, disputes and a lot of suffering. Yeah. Uh, so the only way to deal with that is to know that we know nothing and to be able to accept the mystery of life. Everything is a mystery. Mm. There is nothing on this planet that is not a mystery. Mm. Uh, Pretending to know anything is absurd. I'll share with you something uh, personal. When my mother was pregnant of me, I don't know if that was English, but you understand. Yeah, yeah. When she was pregnant with me, I think, um, she she got a medicine. She took a medicine for morning sickness. And that medicine, 20 years later, when I wanted to have children, had destroyed my reproductive organs. So I couldn't have children. Mm -hmm. So, of course, my mother didn't know when she took it. Right. Right. And you can imagine that. I, you know, medicines, I am very careful with medicines. Right, <laughs> I do yeah, not take yeah. medicine if I, because I know everything has consequences, right? Yep. So here comes the vaccine. And I, I'm hyperventilating, saying, what do you mean? I have to vaccinate myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then I'm looking at my niece that are 20 years old, and I'm just thinking, well, well what is it going to do to them in 20 years? We don't know. Exactly. Right? Yeah. But then there is my father at risk, dying, Mm -hmm. very sick. So either nobody was going to take care of him or I was going to get vaccinated to put all the chance on my side. Right, right. So I had to make a choice. Mm-hmm. And and I made the choice. Nobody, whatever people said, did not inform my choice. I wanted to be with my dad. Yep. You see, it's yep. not right, no wrong, no bad, no good. It's a choice I made. We all spend our entire life in that mystery of not knowing, and it is only when you can have the humbleness to know you know nothing that mm. you will stop fighting and worrying and marching against each other. Nobody knows. Mm. 
Yeah, I, yeah, I can I can see that the dynamic of both sides that we've sketched out here, there's ego involved and attachment and 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 a desire to be right. And that the other mm-hmm. per, the other side is not as smart or they don't have the right data sets or they're they're making stupid choices for them rather than giving everybody a chance to kind of there is no right, wrong, like you said, to live inside the mystery that, look, there's a lot of things going on that we don't understand. And I can just, uh, I can be okay and at peace with whatever choices you make because everybody's circumstances is different. Like somebody might really want to do X or see a loved one and it's required to do this. Mm-hmm. Another person might just stand in their own sovereignty and say, look, I, it's a, parents, a principal thing. I'm just not going to do that. And just to give everybody their, their truth so that we can stop uh, making each other wrong. Cause I think that's, that's, that, right. that's what's going on is that I feel judged by a particular group and I'm sure they feel vice versa. And I am judging if I'm, if I'm authentic, I am going, how could they think this, but it's not mm-hmm. up to me to think for them or to come to their own yeah. choices. They, they, they're, they're powerful beings themselves that are able to, uh, uh, work with information and make choices. Like I, I have to trust over there. I can't be so like, not everybody's going to think and, and make choices the way I do. That's absurd. So, no, that's right. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, everybody has their own system of logic, right? Yeah. And, but the, the main, you see, Tony, the main marching orders needs to be that your freedom stops where the uh, other person one starts, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah. so your choices cannot I have this principle that my choices cannot either heighten the fear in another person or deprive the other person mm. of their choices. Yep. So, for example, I don't lie. And I, I don't lie because, or, or if I do, I catch myself very quickly because sometimes, <laughs> you know, you yeah, yeah, yeah. lie without ever thinking. But because when you lie, you deprive the other person of free will. Mm. They can't actually make a choice, right? So I am very conscious that one of the lessons I invite everybody to embrace is where does my freedom stop and the other person's freedom starts? Um, you know, not to not to bully, to dominate, to force. There is a possibility of living together in harmony. We, there is an interrelatedness to the whole of life, to and I mean to the whole of the universe, and that is what needs to be learned. Yeah. What are, I mean, I think I know the answer to this, but I wanted to hear you maybe um, describe it a little bit. I just wanted to ask you if you're optimistic right now about humanity and where we're going, because there's a lot of people that think this is all going to hell in a handbasket. Mm. Like it, we're, mm. we're, we're, we're two months away from complete, uh, you know, fascism in the United States. <laughs> right. There are people like, Oh my yeah. sounding the alarm bells. Yeah. So there's, there's, yeah. there's people, I'm not saying it's always people that, that understand that thoughts create what they're seeing, mm. but I can see around me a lot of fear around this thing's, this thing's not getting yeah. better. Oh, no, no, it's a frightening time. Yeah. But, 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 Tony, you know, I used to not think, no, I used to think that I would never see a new culture for humankind. You know, my dream of a culture where we are for each other, loving, connected to the spiritual. I thought, okay, okay, I'm working towards it, but 
you know, I probably won't see during my lifetime. And for the last two years, I think I might. I know. I think it might just happen while I'm alive. So when I when I see the shift happening, and it's not yet a tsunami, right? It's a little wave. Yeah. But when I I literally I, I'm like a child in a Christmas shop, I'm going, good God, people are waking up. Yep. And um, so. I am hopeful. I'm even more than optimistic. I think, and and it's another paradox. I think we haven't suffered enough yet. Mm. And I'm not saying that lightly. I think the social crisis, the economic crisis, the climate crisis have not uh, fully unfolded yet. Yeah. But, and, you know, there is two kinetic energy to elevation, right? Kinetic meaning moving from one place to the next. Mm -hmm. One is suffering, the other one is love. Mm -hmm. Suffering, as you know, Tony, most mystics have first reached the depths of despair before they got enlightened. Suffering will move you and wake you up. So maybe we haven't quite suffered enough yet as a global species. Yeah, right, right. Or, and people are saying, okay, maybe it's time to let go of suffering. Maybe let me just inquire into what is love. What is this business of love? Maybe my idea of romantic love are outmoded and outdated. Maybe there Mm. is something else that they call love that I have no idea. Yeah. So those two will move us up. And I'm just so present to you cannot resist evolution. Elevate, you shall. If you want to resist, you'll suffer and elevate. If you surrender, you will love and elevate. But elevate, you shall. So yes. that's good news for me. That's good news. I don't want to go back to the past. We had become a cruel and violent culture that I did not enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I see... I see much the same thing and that I think that we're, I'm excited. I'm optimistic. I know there's a lot of suffering coming. I know there's going to be things that cause a lot of confusion and chaos and fear, but I also sense in the tribe, this groundswell, a lot of people are, are, you know, they're, they're, they're in their hearts, they're in their spiritual practice, they're activating, mm-hmm. they're activating uh, 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 sort of, uh, images and thoughts and feelings and interconnectedness that maybe wasn't there earlier in their life. Maybe if they went back five or 10 years, they could see, wow, I've really come a long ways in how I see this happening and, and what's unfolding. So I see a lot of a lot of reason to be very excited. Um, and there's this counter narrative that I think has a lot of power. It's got like mythic themes and it's, you know, part of our collective hero's journey, part of our collective awakening and, and emergence. And it's getting spread through all kinds of different mediums, podcasts, writing books, conversations. And I think that, you know, the mystics were right as they were the early front front runners of what is the real story of humanity. And I think they, they seeded it in, in things like myth and, and stories and ascended masters that came here and said, here's what you're going to need to know when it gets rough. Well, it's rough. And, and sure enough, those stories, those pointers, those elevated, those things that elevate us are here right when we need them. And we've got the right teachers like yourself to sort of say, Hey, 
here's what we got to work with. And here's all the shadow stuff. That's not going anywhere. We got to integrate all that. And there's a pathway. This faint trail is getting to be more visible to more people. And I find that to be enormously inspiring and enormously uplifting. Yes, yes. And I'm even grateful, you know. Great. I mean, if if we are, we are, uh, if this is happening to me, yeah. Tony, what the, this is the best time to be alive. Absolutely. I right? agree. Yeah. This, yeah. this is amazing. So, so you, do you remember the, you know, the, the image of the, the worm that goes in the cocoon and then comes out a butterfly, right? Yes. Well, yep. I suddenly realized that while in the cocoon, this worm doesn't just transform just like that. It has to dissolve first to mm-hmm. a mushy, disgusting mess. Yep. Yep. That's... <laughs> and, then, and then it reforms itself into the beautiful butterfly. I think we are in the mushy mess. <laughs> we're in the we're in the cocoon. You spoke yeah. of it. You yeah. spoke of it earlier when you said, you know, I was cocooned in my apartment. I needed to get a couple oh, yeah. of jobs. That's part of the mushy yeah. mess of like, okay, where are we yeah. going? We're in yeah. we're, we're cocooned up right now. So yeah. Um, yeah. I wanted to ask you, you know, mm. we, we talk you talk a lot about living, you know, living inspired and uplifted and living with mm. transformation and power. What's a, besides your courses, and we're going to tell people um, in the outro where to find you, where to find your your stuff. What is a good foundational practice? Like, how do you coach people who are like maybe coming to you and they're like, hey, I, I heard this conversation that you were having. Uh, what's a good place to start? Uh, maybe I haven't done a lot of spiritual stuff. And, um, and I'm just kind of curious about how do I put a foundation for elevation or for ascension or for my best life, however you want to phrase it, what's a good foundational practice or what is a way to point them to say, Hey, maybe start to think about this or start to do this day to day a little bit might help. What, what would your coaching be on that? All right. So the first thing, Tony, is that you have to commit to the spiritual path. So, you know, you know how there is a lot of talk, but no, not many people walk their talk. Yep. 50% of the ways when you commit saying, okay, I don't understand, I don't know much, I will respect the mystery, but you know what? I'm declaring it. I'm on the spiritual path, whatever that means. So you yep. need to just resolve it for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, just, uh, you, it, it's, uh, that's 50% of the way there then the first insight you need to do for yourself is based on logic. Most people do not know that we are designed for happiness. You know, so um, most people think we're designed to suffer. But when we suffer, our body generates stress hormones, cortisol, adrenaline, your heart beats faster, you might even get sick, faint, not sleep at night, you look bad, you look tired, you lose your hair, you can see your body is not designed to suffer. Right, yeah. On the other hand, when you're happy, you have a light skin, your eyes are bright, you have filled with energy, you feel light, right? So logically, people need to get, we are designed to be happy. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. <laughs> this is the state of grace, okay? Mm-hmm. That we, the gift of being incarnated. I love it. Is that 
grace and the divine and happiness or joy or bliss, call it whatever turns you on, mm -hmm. is a natural state of being for human beings. So once you accept that, by logic, go and find the medical evidence of it. Then you say, okay, well, then I need to deal with everything that uh, stands in the way of my happiness and joy. Yeah. So then that, that, it's that simple, right? Yeah. It is yeah. literally that simple. So, and, and then you start on the path using awareness. So awareness is very simple. Awareness is the ultimate power. You need to make awareness a habit. And awareness is about as simple as when you teach your children to cross the street, you tell them, stop, mm -hmm. look right, look left, and then make a choice to cross the street or not. Right. I mean, truly, it doesn't take Einstein to just practice awareness. From time to time during your day, stop, look right, and look left, and examine what you are believing, examine your action. Just You don't even have to change them or do anything with them. Just watch, look. And that is uh, the, the way, Tony. It's just That's all great. a question of awareness. That's great. That's great. Choose the path. Choose your spiritual path. Know that mm -hmm. we're wired for happiness and then practice mm -hmm. awareness and let that kind of guide you and take you down the path. That's right. That's beautiful. Well, Sophie, thanks so much for coming on. Is there? Do you have any uh, creative projects? We're going to mention your stuff uh, on the on the last segment that I record by myself. But is there any? Do you have workshops and stuff that you would like to know, uh, like our listeners to know about right now or coming up in the, in the winter? Well, uh, you know, uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas are coming, so yeah. I'm leading a four session live seminar called "Being a Having Human." Mm. Because a lot of people are doing a lot of work on themselves and a lot of internal work. And um, I think there is a way to um, that sometimes we forget what the, the tenderness and the softness of having, you know, this plentifulness experience. Mm -hmm. it, not only in money, I'm not only talking about financial, I'm talking about relationship, health. But the, the, just to be present to um, the exquisiteness of this incarnation. So mm -hmm. um, that is just before Thanksgiving. It starts next week. Okay. And then the other thing, Tony, which I'm really happy about. So I, I, I lead this live course, right, that uh, takes people in 14 sessions to an experience of who they really are. But not everybody was able to do it. So I recorded a self-guided course mm -hmm. of 14 sessions. And I am so happy with it. It's a full, it, everybody can afford it. It is a lively, fun, uh, profound. And so it's called From Ego to Essence, self-guided, and then I come on course twice a month to answer questions. There is a live course for the people that have registered. Yep. And I am so delighted to be able to reach everyone. You know, so the people that can't do the live course can do the self-guided. And I'm very happy with that. 
That's great. Well, you're such a good teacher. Um, thank you so much for your wisdom and your insights and your service to humanity. You've, you have brought a lot of people along through the years. And I just want to thank you for, for who you've been, um, a beacon and a teacher for a lot of people. And you continue to serve selflessly with this vision, this uplifting vision for humanity. So thank you so much. I appreciate you coming on and sharing time today. Tony, thank you so much. It really is my privilege. And I, I um, really want to tell you that talking to you and knowing that at the other end of the U.S., there you are doing exactly the same with the same intention to contribute is a delight to my life. So thank you very much for what you're doing. Thank you so much, Sophie. Appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed my interview with Sophie McLean. I love what she said about keeping a beginner's mind. To be in a space of not knowing is a powerful place to be standing right now. Beginner's mind, along with a steady commitment to the spiritual path and to our tribe, goes a long ways to bringing you along in this great awakening. And to participate in one of Sophie's excellent courses or find out more about her work, go to www.sophiemclean.com. Find value in our show and wish to show us some love, we are now making that very easy to do. You simply go to www.basecampformen.com and click on Donate Support Basecamp. You'll find an easy way to make either monthly donations for as little as $5 a month or you can donate just once. We love the monthly donation and hope to build this up over the coming months, but any show of support is greatly appreciated, honestly. Thank you for your support and for helping to keep Basecamp as a resource on your hero's journey. That's our show for today. Thank you for listening. Men, good luck in all your endeavors and good luck on your hero's journey. This is Tony Rezac, and you're listening to Base Camp for Men.